Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about how to get construction quotes that make sense. It's easy to be confused by multiple quotes. And on today's show, we're going to do a real-life case study on a small commercial office build-out in an office building. The scope of work was to partition about 550 square feet into three offices and a lunchroom. There's the addition of a small sink, a fridge, and a dishwasher. The existing space has almost all the lighting and electrical needed. We only needed to add electrical circuits for the dishwasher and the fridge. So all in all, the scope of work seems pretty simple. In total, we're talking about adding 55 linear feet of new wall partitions. They're 8 feet high, and the work obviously needs to comply with the building code. The fact is, it's a very simple project. There's no doubt that mobilizing a team for such a small project could cost a little bit more. In order to comply with commercial codes, we need to use metal framing instead of wood framing. The doors should be solid commercial quality doors instead of the hollow doors that are usually associated with residential. Electrical must be done with armored cable, and the drywall has to be 5 eighths thick instead of half inch. All of these things cost a little bit more compared with residential construction, but nothing too outlandish so far. The first quote we received was for $18,000. It seemed high to me. The second quote was for a much better number, around $14,000, but it left many items open for further refinement. It did not include appliances nor any electrical work. The scope wasn't clearly understood. The third quote was for $37,000 and did not include appliances. At this point, we're starting to lose confidence in the overall process for getting the build-out done in this office. In the end, I contacted a high-volume contractor that only works on large commercial projects. What I discovered is they were going to charge me the same price they charged the high-volume builders. I'm used to paying high-volume prices for work on development projects. This fourth quote came in at a great price of under $5,000. The scope was narrow, did not include the entire project, but I was willing to hire the electrician and the plumber separately. In the end, the entire project would get done for well under $10,000. When you do small projects, the contractor usually has a much higher markup. And as we've seen, the quote for $37,000 was clearly an outlier. The contractor was either fishing for some extra cash or they didn't want the work. When it comes to negotiating construction contracts, even a simple one like this, I tend to focus on getting a detailed breakdown of the work and the cost for each line item. That way I can see if there's a missing assumption or perhaps if the contractor is way off in their view of the scope of the project. If all you have is a lump sum price, then you have no tools to assess the quote. You can't tell if the contractor is greedy or if they're simply mistaken. Sometimes the number's too good to be true. That's as much of a risk as a number that's too high. When the number is too good to be true, it could mean they fail to include a portion of the scope of the project. And on this project, that's exactly what happened. There was a doorway to be opened between two suites to provide a larger kitchen and a filing room. At first, the doorway was mistakenly missed in the scope of work, even though it was clearly marked on the drawing and mentioned in the specifications. When the contractor realized the mistake, they quoted the new doorway at $1,400, and that seemed incredibly high for a couple of cuts in no more than about two hours of work. The reason for the high number was to protect against unknowns, and when a contractor can't see what's inside the walls, they can't see what they're going to be facing. They tend to aim high in order to protect themselves from possible losses. When all you have is a lump sum, your only negotiation tool is to twist the contractor's arm and ask for a lower price. That's a pretty blunt instrument. 
When you negotiate the price with a contractor, all they see is that their profit margin is getting eroded, when in fact the problem is usually not the profit margin. Now, in the case of the quote for 37000 the contractor was clearly out of touch, and their margin was too high. There was no way we were going to come to agreement with that contractor. If you put that one aside, the remaining quotes were reasonable, but they all still had problems. The problems were in the scope of work and in the understanding of the scope of the job. You can still get a bad quote from a great contractor, and it's tempting in those cases to go look for another contractor. That would be an unfortunate loss for both you and the contractor. Great relationships are hard to find and equally hard to maintain. By focusing on understanding the scope of work for each line item, I managed to save about 50% compared with the other very reasonable quotes. In fact, the contractor I chose didn't even ask for monies up front. They simply asked for a purchase order and they were going to bill me at the end of the month for the completed job. Not only that, they sent me unsolicited their health and safety manual, a copy of their insurance, a copy of the detailed specifications of the materials, and their workman's comp insurance. That's how you know you're dealing with a professional company. Sometimes, the biggest companies with the largest overhead are precisely the ones you want to do your work. Stay away from the two guys in a pickup truck. They're the ones who you can't count on to get your project done on schedule or on budget. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.